about to listen to an episode from the Screen Caring Archive. A word of caution, these recordings are raw and unedited. They date back to as early as 2016 and were under an older rendition of the podcast. Keep in mind that you may come across references that may seem outdated and the overall quality may not be up to today's standards. Nevertheless, we believe that these unpublished episodes remain significant and deserve your attention. Therefore, we ask you to sit back, relax, and enjoy. So I figured, you know, we figured that, you know, hey, why, uh, why not put these ideas out there and maybe, hopefully, the, they get made because we don't have time or the money, money or the skills yet to make them. So, so our hope is that uh, if we if we put the energy out in the universe, maybe somebody will pick it up and. And so it's, it's our gift, right? It's our gift to the world. Like, here's free ideas. If you're having trouble coming up with ideas, you know, we got you covered. So Yeah. Never. And they're not even original, so. <laughs> okay. They're not original at all. But that's the problem. That's <laughs> yeah. actually what, what we're going to talk about at some point, is that how nothing's original anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the reboot industry. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're, uh, we're here to talk about stuff. And uh, what, are we, what are we talking about today? We have but, we have a couple topics we can. We okay, can I, I was, I was going to say something about not being original, but I, I'll keep it for later. <laughs> I feel like we're fairly original, even if we're not. Like, oh yeah, I mean like it's original, but I was just going to say that being unoriginal isn't technically a bad thing. It doesn't would, have yeah. to be. Let's say it doesn't have to be a bad thing. I was uh, I was going to play off of that, like just because it's not <laughs> innovative, yeah, that doesn't mean it hasn't been done before, and um and it's yeah I think it's it's perfectly okay to to have a formula that you know works instead mm-hmm. of trying to break the mold and i mean it, it depends on the situation like if you're nintendo and you're making shit just be, for the sake of making shit that hasn't been done before um like like the 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 wii u's touchpad screen thing like just because you can it doesn't mean you should <laughs> jeff goldblum t- taught yeah. us that with jurassic no, park that's very true yeah so you know, so if you're if you're innovating just for the sake of innovating, and you're doing stuff that just because simply because it hasn't been done before, I don't think that's the right way to go about it. That's how I feel about people. Like I watched this new show called Timeless. It just aired the po- uh, the pilot a few days ago, right? And it's a show about they create this time machine that somebody hijacks, and it's like, and the dude asks, "Why are you creating this time machine?" And he didn't have a solid answer, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Because I can. Yeah, it's like you can create it if if time travel is possible. Mm-hmm. Should yeah. you? Should it actually exist? Like, what's that one quote besides you know? Um, no, yeah, it's the it's it's exactly the Jeff Bloom Jeff Goldblum Jeff quote. Blo- is. It's like Jeff Goldblum. You're so fixed on the fact that if uh, on the facts that you could, you didn't stop to think about whether you should. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what Konami's doing with uh, Metal Gear Survive. Yep. Um, you know. Uh so so yeah, that's um that that's that's interesting. See cuz I, I I you know, as a as an armchair scientist, I always feel that you know, wait hold on. So you're a scientist about armchairs? Yeah, you know, I, I study <laughs> study armchairs, you know, you got to okay. be able to Okay. You I you got to know the science behind armchair design, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh no, clearly. <laughs> you know, lazy boys, mm-hmm. you got to calculate the derivative of the parabolas mm-hmm. and the hypotenuse, <laughs> you know, of the, of the recliner, the reclining 
anti-mass spectrometer. <laughs> Please continue. Flux capacitor, lazy boy. <laughs> no, but um, you know, I mean, I I get all right. Then I'll take a page from Neil deGrasse Tyson's book. I, I consider myself scientifically literate. Mm-hmm. So as a sci- scientifically literate person, you know, I, in my opinion you know, we should always be seeking knowledge. And if you have the ability to, to learn something, you should. And that's reason enough. So, like, why should a time machine exist? Because, like, we, we should know. Um, and so... Kind of like um, we should be the first to build nuclear bombs just to make... Just to just so other other people... Just so we know how, so to prevent ourselves from other... I don't know, that's hard to... Yeah, I think I get, I get what you're saying. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I don't. It's not something like nuclear bombs, but uh, you know yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, like, it's like we, we should know how to build a time machine, just so we know how to, so we don't, so um, it's a good. Point. We don't have to. Well, it's like how do you know the dangers of something unless you go for it? Uh, yeah, yeah, unless okay. you unless you know how do you know the danger unless you know the danger? Yeah, <laughs> put that on a fortune cookie. Yeah, um, best fortune cookie I ever got. By the way, off topic, yeah. but real quick. Um, I posted on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. Faith answered, no one was there. Nice. What does that mean? What does that freaking mean? And then you had that fortune cookie that said, like, if you think that you are, if you think that you can or you can't, you're right. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I remember that one. And it was like, okay, I, was like, I get what you're trying to say, Yeah, but I don't want broken English on my fortune cookie. <laughs> That's the one part of the Chinese food experience where I actually need stuff to be clear and concise. Yeah, the anyway, fortune cookie. Yeah, the fortune cookie. Because I, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to understand the lady on the phone, you know. Because I went to Chinese food last night, and I the, we, we were at Bel Air just now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell the guy behind the the counter was saying because he was missing all his bottom teeth, top teeth. I did. I you know. He, he, no, it was the bottom teeth. You're right. He, well, he had like two, and I was like, "Good for you, man. You're, <laughs> you're really hanging on to this." <laughs> this is a. Uh, it's really offensive, so this is all going to be cut, but whatever. Um, so, it's, it's you know, how do you know the danger unless you know the danger? So, you know, the, the question that people ask all the time is... is it, it sounds like a legit quote you'd see from somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you don't know what... There are known knowns, and there are known unknowns, and then there are unknown unknowns. Things that you don't even know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I think that was Sam Jackson. I'm not sure. So, the question is, is it better to know... Or when is it not better to know? Or is it like, is it better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all or some shit? So mm-hmm. I think um, I think it is a good idea to build a time machine, even if there's a risk involved. But if you're if you're setting out to, to do something new and creative simply in order, you know, just because it hasn't been done before, if you're not just trying to if you're not trying to experiment and gain knowledge. You know, if you're trying to do something, I don't know. Yeah, innovative for the sake of innovative is 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 a problem, I think. But it's hard to put that into words. So I'll uh, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> Remember how before we started recording, you talked about how we get off topic. I think this is yeah. Just hell off topic. <laughs> I, I thought this was I I was gonna bridge it bridge this. This was leading directly into what we were talking about because we were talking about um, we were just talking about. You know, our ideas aren't being original. Um, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but um, so that would the be per- a better bridge. The- that would be a better bridge for the uh, reboot episode. Okay. I think. All right. Well, we're cutting this out. 
Anyway. It was good stuff. I mean, well, we could just do the reboot episode right now. Yeah, we definitely could. But, um, <laughs> this podcast, what is what is the objective? What are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to achieve? Achieve. What are we trying to achieve? What's our objective and what are we trying to achieve? So what are we trying to achieve? <laughs> right? What are we trying... What's our... What's our achieve... Our, our achievable Achievable. Achievalment. Uh, yeah, what's our achievement? Uh, uh, I like achievement. That's pretty good. This is the Achievement <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Achievement Podcast. Um, that's probably a better name. I don't know. I'll have to sleep on that. So, anyway, no, but seriously, what's what's our achievement? with the, Our achievement with... With this podcast. Uh, our achievement. Because the way I um, see it... You know, we're we're like here's ideas that we have, and hopefully, you know, someone makes them because. Well, that's just for like this one episode, I think. I, mean, no, I feel like we that's should continue. What we always talk about is like ideas that we have that, that I like, we don't that's have the time I, to make. That's what I kind of liked the um, dynamic of the of the the beginning of every episode. We talked about a game idea, right? And it was just like a shtick we did, right? And we'll still do that. Um, yeah, but, but this is basically the whole episode. Well, here's <laughs> we just talk about game ideas. Here's something that that I noticed, <laughs> which is a good idea for an episode. <laughs> yeah, here's something that I noticed noticed throughout my life, um, mm-hmm. and uh, something my mom hipped me to was that as soon as you come up with a good idea, that's when you find out someone's already done it. So, like when we, well, when that's kind of what we're hoping for. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, so. It's like, yeah, you, you only find the things that you're looking for when you stop looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of that type of situation where as soon as you have like a good idea... When you lost your keys, you'll find them as soon as you stop looking for them. Right, yeah. So in this case, it's like, when we if we put the idea out there, it's like, how come nobody's ever done this? And that's when we get all the... We find out, like, hey, look, it's actually already been done. And, and it's like, oh, that's cool. And if it actually hasn't been done, well, now someone has a, a chance to do it. So mm-hmm. You know what's kind of funny is... Um, <laughs> me and my cousin, me and my cousin had an idea when we were in middle school for a T-shirt that um, had Darth Vader on it, and yeah. it said, um, uh, "Join the dark side. We have cookies." Mm-hmm. And then way later, like in high school, we saw those shirts and we like, "Join the dark side. We have cookies." Said, we thought of that idea years ago. Right. right yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so I think the first time this phenomena happened to me, I was like eight or nine. And I was like, I'd, I'd gotten this cheap-ass, like, wannabe Power Ranger set from a flea market. And you know how, like, you go to the flea market and they have, like, Spader-Man <laughs> and, like, you know, like, like knockoff crap? <laughs> James Spader-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all James Spader. <laughs> His, the different characters he's played, like, there's a Stargate dude and, and, and Ultron um, and Robert California from The Office. That's probably my favorite mm-hmm. James Spader performance. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I can't believe the guy from Stargate grew up to become the James Spader that, that we know. That's, that's, yeah, that's so weird. weird. Uh, off topic. Um, so I got this knockoff Power Ranger set. It was just like, you know, like power um, people or, you know, power team or, you know, mighty, mighty changing uh, energy guy you know recon anyway so i get this pack of like power rangers i'm playing around with them and i'm looking at their costumes it's like they're super futuristic almost alien and i was like hmm man you know what would be sweet because at the time power rangers in space hadn't happened yet and i was like oh man okay so this is like power rangers in space and they could like fly around in spaceships and fight aliens it would be badass and then like the next year they 
they come up with Power Rangers in space. I'm like, holy crap. So I go to my mom. I'm nine. I'm like, mom, they, they took my idea. There's, there's Power Rangers in space. And she's like, yep, that's what happens. As soon as you come up with a good idea, you know, someone someone's going to take it. So, um, so that's, that's my achievement with, mm-hmm. with this, uh, this podcast is like, you know, let's put the ideas out there that we have that, that, that we'd like to make one day, but if no one does, then here, take, take it. And, uh, you know, um, you know, whatever it's, it, if someone makes it great, if not, then hopefully we can one day when we have the means. So that's my achievement. Achievement unlocked. I also, um, as a sub, there's always, there's always the achievement of of um achieving <laughs> there's always the achievement of achieving put that on a fortune cookie uh is entertainment you know what i mean yeah. that's like the baseline you know it's like it's got to be entertaining at least you know what i mean if well if, i'm you know whoever's listening to this i can't yeah. guarantee that we'll be entertaining so yeah if you've heard it. if you've heard pod previous podcast with us in it and you you, you probably you know what to will expect. not have i don't know but, uh, yeah, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll listen to a podcast and it's just, you know, it's just like people talking mm-hmm. and you, uh, the reason why you listen is because you want to see if you agree or disagree with these. That's another thing. So-called industry. That's one of the veterans. achievements that I was going to get to is I want people to, I want to spark conversations. Oh yeah. I want to spark yeah, arguments. Maybe that's a good uh, um, entry point. What uh, what makes you worthy? Why should why should people listen to your ideas? What's uh, what's your um, they shouldn't they shouldn't don't listen to me. Don't, I don't listen to either of us. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know shit about shit, man. Um, yeah. Why are you even still listening to this? Just turn it off. No. Um, <laughs> no. What do you what do you can what do you think? What would you say is your uh, like if if you someone were to give you a, a title like if someone were to interview you what would be your your I don't know their your uh, what's the word um, you know your professional expertise or or focus or uh, I don't know what's your what experience do you have that 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 uh, gives you the right to gives you a license to uh, hmm, talk about that is a good question talk about the, these things because uh, I have an attention. For detail, I don't know what you'd, what you'd want to call that, but I have, I have an attention for detail in a lot of things, which is why I'm going to school for editing. Okay, I'm going that's to like actually what, what it's going to yeah. say on your degree. No, film it's going to be it's going to be film production. Oh, okay, right on. But um, I want to focus in editing. Okay, so um, um, as for me. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Here, here's what I mean. I am I consider myself to be a, a video game historian, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I've I've been studying the history of video games for how old am I? I'll be 27 soon. So uh, let's say about 16 years, I guess. And and I you know have an, an encyclopedic knowledge uh, of which I always am trying to put to the test, and I'm hoping, hoping one day someone could prove me wrong. Like, well, you don't know how old Shigeru Miyamoto was when he had his first kid. It's like, I don't give a fuck about... Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I know stuff that maybe... Maybe uh, maybe most people shouldn't know about stuff that, that's really not important, but I just know the stuff, and, and that's... Uh, I'm always quoting things 
I guess. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I bring to the table. Um, hopefully that comes across in these episodes. He's like, how the hell does that guy know that? I can attest to this. You, yeah. you have a very encyclopedic knowledge of video games. Um, and that's basically how I described you to my roommate. Is uh, he, he? You're like an encyclopedia of video games. Yeah, you know, I just I, uh, Kevin Smith. Um, mm-hmm. That guy knows fucking everything, everything about comics. Yeah, yeah, like everything. I don't know how he did it, but you know, I want to be the video game equivalent of Kevin Smith. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that is a good achievement. As a good uh, achievement, achievement to <laughs> so, achieve to. <laughs> that's my achieve- achievement is to be the Kevin Smith of video games because yeah, that guy that guy knows. Everything about comics, and like you could just his show, Comic Book Men, on. It's great. It? It's a great show. It's great, and like when whenever like it's like Pawn Stars if it was better and about comics. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which it, <laughs> wait, that's exactly what it is. Um, and so when whenever anybody brings up like the most obscure, like fucking no one knows what the heck this thing is kevin smith knows it mm-hmm. it's just you know like 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 stuff like you remember the those those action figures those tiny little action figures you get out of the quarter machines at the supermarket you know and it was like yo yeah i know exactly what you're talking about I was like, kevin smith. made by this company by yeah, this year right it's like, like fuck dude <laughs> i didn't know who booster gold was who, yeah um and i still am, i'm not really sure but you know like no one knows booster gold is not a popular comic book character until now, because, like, Green Lantern or whatever, but mm-hmm. I was like, the fact that Kevin Smith knew who Booster Gold was was like, I don't know, that, that blew my mind. But, um, um, why, why did He'd I bring that up? make a great DM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no <laughs> Absolutely about great DM. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that I should just, I should just, uh, introduce myself like that. Like, if anybody ever inter- interviews me and they put my name up on on the ticker, it'd be like, it'd be That's- Jake. That'd be immediately under your name on your business card. Yeah, Kev, the Kevin Smith of video games. People are like, holy shit. Video game know, historian. You must know. No, no, fuck that. The Kevin no. Smith of video games. The Kevin Smith of video games. No, I yeah. like it. I, I don't. I wouldn't actually do that. But, you yeah. know, as a joke, I'd, I'd have like a joke card. Mm-hmm. I'd say like, here's my card. And be like, oh. I'm just it, kidding. Here's my real one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin Smith of video games. Like, oh, that's interesting. Is it? Do you, did you go to school for that? You know, here's my real thing so maybe one day i'll get an honorary degree from some institutions like this guy knows his shit about games and yeah i should apply i bet there's an application a test i can take or something yeah you know that'd be kevin smith it would be one dude that i would just love to sit down and talk with for one night i wouldn't i would love to i mean i, I he's a he seems like a really nice guy he obviously is. yeah he is and he and he could talk for hours he could and i i, I watch his his uh his like the the fat man on batman podcast mm-hmm. on youtube but um but I f- if i were to talk to him i would be so lost i feel like no i would be too yeah that's why you just let him talk oh okay and just, you know have him bust out some obscure ass reference and that i don't get and i'm like oh yeah okay cool what, what's that no i'd be the same way but i would just love to chat with them about anything does that ever happen to you where you're talking to somebody and they'll like they'll bust something out that like they'll just assume that you know it and they just you know just they just assume that that you Mm -hmm. know what they're talking about but every once in a while yeah um and you know most when it comes to video games luckily whenever somebody mentions anything about games i know what people are talking about Mm -hmm. but sometimes they'll like somebody will say something about like i don't know like um like uh, my friend will will uh, he's he's like a literature guy and and he'll 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 bring up like writers 
you know, and I, I'm not a book guy at all. And so he'll like, like, and so I was like, oh man. So I was reading, uh, you know, Murakami the other day. He's like, you know, Murakami, right? And I'm like, no, who, who, who the hell is that? He's like, oh, okay. Well, Murakami is this, this guy. And so every single guy that this, that, that my friend brings up is this writer that I've never heard of. And I'm like, but you know, or like, like when you're talking to somebody, then it's like, um, yeah. So I was going uh, to the mall with Steve, and uh, and you've never met Steve, and they just assume that you know who Steve is. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, why the fuck are you assuming <laughs> that I know who Steve is? I feel the same way in in my degree in my in my chosen profession, which yeah. is film. People mention these names of like directors and right. and, and and like producers and all this shit, and I'm like. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I know that guy. Yeah. I totally don't. Right. It's like I'm totally bad at knowing direct I'm just now starting <laughs> to starting to try and remember directors' names and shit. Yeah. And it's like and it's like right. people name all these names in film and I'm like, I don't know any of these fucking people. Right. <laughs> so I you know I, so I know exactly what you're funny. talking about. And that's what like, Dude, yeah, it's the same <laughs> technique Alfred Hitchcock used in Vertigo. It's like, <laughs> it's like What? Yeah. What? Huh? Yeah, yeah, I've totally seen uh-huh. that movie. So luckily, I haven't been. Uh, actually, no. When I went to um, there's a, we we have a retro game shop in Rancho Cordova, mm-hmm. um, and um, so uh, I was going in there and, and just talking telling about where we live. I think it's okay to, to tell people <laughs> that. All right, so never mind. So I don't know. Is, I do, do we want to represent Sacramento? Right no, here? that's fine. Yeah. yeah so Sacramento Sa- represents Sacramento. Anyway, so I, I go into this, this one time, I go into this retro game store, and I'm talking to the owner about classic games. Hopefully uh, we can get an interview with him soon. Uh, he's a really interesting guy to talk to, because um, um, I was just talking to him for a little while about the, the cool stuff that he had sold out of the store. And, um, and he mentioned one game that he sold for like $10,000, no joke. Holy shit. Um, like really like high-profile stuff comes through the store. And I posted an image on Facebook. They have every single N64 game released in North America in a display case. Packaged. All in their original boxes, uh, which is just unbelievable. Um, but uh, they, had, uh, they had this game, uh, Nintendo World Championships. Uh, if, if you know anything about game collectibles, anybody who's watching or anybody who's listening, um, Nintendo World Championships was, uh, was, a, like a, it was a cartridge that was produced for... Um, like this game show that Nintendo was was hosting, um, and I think it was um, it might have been I don't it might have been featured on this movie called The Wizard, which was about like this competitive gaming, the I competitive game I, show. I, I grew up watching that. You seen that? Yeah, I've seen that a few times. Um, it, and that that was a uh, the Power Glove made a like a, a pretty crazy appearance in that movie. Mm-hmm. I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> You just became a famous line, uh, but um, I don't know if Nintendo World Championships was actually in that movie, but but they actually did the Wizard in real life, and they had this cartridge, the Nintendo World Championships, which was three games. I think uh, it was like Super Mario Brothers three, Tetris, and and something else, like Sight Bike or some stupid crap, and um, and like you you know you just play them to see the the highest score you can get. They only made like. Three cartridges, or they made like like ten or so, um, and it's a really interesting cartridge because it has these switches on it that you can you can actually change the mode of the game by by flipping the actual switch on the cartridge. Um, and these these cartridges sell 
loose for 10,000 bucks. And so they had one. When I first went into the shop... Um, and there's only like a hundred of them? You can look it up. That have been made? No, less than that. Way less, less than, than that. Like 10? Nintendo World Championships. Yeah. In the entire world. Yes. And we had one in Sacramento. We had here. We had we had here in Sacramento a Nintendo World Championships. And I actually went and I was looking at it. And there are there are a few... Um, there are uh, reprint copies that exist that are less money. So when I first saw it, I was like, there's no way in hell this is an original. But it was. It was the original real deal, and, uh, and it sold. Someone bought it in Sacramento for $10,000. And uh, so, yeah, this, this uh, retro store is, is uh, it's top tier. So I went in there uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so hold on. 90 copies okay of the cartridge exist all right in the official gray and another 26 exist in gold okay i think um, the gold ones i think are the the rare ones yeah because there's only 26 of them right but they're you know they're gold anything gold cartridge anything for the for the original nes is like the original zelda in the gold cartridge which i owned at one point in my life is worth a few hundred bucks. There it is. See the Zelda right there on Wikipedia. That's my stomach. There it is. Nintendo World Championships. See the switches. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was Zelda. Never mind. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So so they had one at um, at this this place called Fair Game in Rancho Cordova, California. You can go check them out. Those guys are cool. Um, and you know, I, I was looking at it. I was like, I was going to take a picture of it, but it looked like it had been there for a while. And I thought it was just like only for display, but no, it was, it was for sale and someone snatched it up and, and, um, and I regret not getting a picture of it. But, um, so I was talking to the owner about, you know, collectibles that have, that have been sold out of, uh, out of that place. And, and he mentioned, he actually, there was one game he mentioned that I had actually never heard of. Um, cause I, um, I'm not into game collecting, um, not anymore. And even when I was, I was only collecting stuff like, like PS2 titles. But, um, but I, I used to watch this show, um, um, I think it was, uh, the Game Hunters, uh, and they like, they go to different flea markets across the, the, across the country and they, they look for, they go to all the retro shops and they look for collectible retro games. Um, or there's retro hunters or something. Game Hunters, I think. Um, there's this other guy, um, Gamester81 is, like, he is YouTube's de facto game historian. Like, this guy knows, uh, he, he just might be the, the Kevin Smith of video games, but I, I beat him in, in a couple other areas, but, um, because he mainly focuses on retro stuff, but, um, but he's really good. Uh, he know he really knows his stuff. Uh, you know, look him up, Gamester81. He's, like, notorious around YouTube. He'll go to, like, trade shows and, and, and cons and stuff, and, and just, you know... And What's his name again? Gamester81. Gamestore. Gamester. Gamester81. Yeah, Gamester81. Okay. Um, yeah, look him up. He, uh, he, you know, he has a YouTube channel. Kind of weird, I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, talk about... He's got, like, a speech impediment that makes him kind of hard to listen to. But um, that guy knows the stuff about video games that you'd think would, would have been buried uh, by time, but it hasn't. So, um nice uh so he's cool uh you know there's there are people like um oh the pat the nes punk um he's uh 
he's a really good uh, YouTube historian, I guess. You know, like him and uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd. You know, they they help uh, like preserve the the history of, of these retro games. And so those are some some channels that I was uh, I was into a while back, and that's how I learned about all these uh, these like really rare collectibles that 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 people want to get their hands on, um, like um, you know, just NES games, rare NES games that that people want uh, you know i think they might have even they have uh at this fair game store they have um the unlicensed they have a bunch of un the unlicensed nes games like super noah's ark um or that was a super nintendo game um like like the bible it, bible adventure games for mm-hmm. for the super nintendo they have a bunch of those um they had uh one of the the clerks was telling me that they had they had Cheetah Men, and uh, Cheetah Men. Uh, they had they, they had a like a knockoff version of Cheetah Men. Cheetah Men is this notoriously bad game. It was an unlicensed cartridge for, I think it was uh, the Nintendo, the original NES, and it was just just a terrible game. It was unfinished, but it was like marketed to be the next like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it was a bunch of anthropomorphic cheetahs and and like it's a crappy game but like one of those carts sell for a ridiculous amount of money um yeah so it's funny good old games cost just as much as bad old games oh man you no know, people love getting a hold of these crappy titles like you know the the ET landfill thing yeah that's a that's a good story. Look that up. I don't want to get into the ET landfill story. No, yeah, we're getting off topic. But um, what are we even I want to get about? back to my achieve achievement because <laughs> yeah. I want so to. That's, that's I wanna, like like when I introduce myself, I'm a game historian. What 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 are you? Um, I I have attention to detail, but I also um, work best creatively when off of other people. Okay. Meaning, like I'm terribly creating anything from scratch, but. If you give me something to work off of, I can help improve it. Okay. You are and terribly creating, <laughs> is what you just said. <laughs> I'm Whatever. terribly at. You're terrible. At. At. Okay. Creating from No, scratch. I got it. I'm just, you know, for the yeah. readers that, that bugs is me. Is that really what I said? <laughs> you, I, you are terribly creating. Create. <laughs> that can't be the one. Really? I don't know. We'll, we'll, I don't we'll, know. We'll go back it and matter. play it. But I'm terrible. Let's just, just fucking edit it. I'm terrible at creating from scratch. Okay. But I work be- I work well when um, yeah. I have something to work off of. And I have a, a good attention to detail, so, which makes me a good support for this Your podcast. Su- support role. Your uh, support role for this podcast, for sure. Cleric. Yep. Let's see. Um, what the heck? Why did you send me a message about that? I'm taking a quick break so I can clear my notifications so I can put my phone away. Put your phone on. Okay. Vibrate. It's it's on. No, it's not even. It's going to be on silent. Let me put that right there. Sizzlant. So, yeah, our achievement with this podcast is to put ideas out. Mm -hmm. um, Stuff that we'd like to see get made and... Stuff that we'd like to make one day, but if we can't, then here, here are some free ideas for people. And why should you listen to our ideas? Well, I'm a walking video game encyclopedia. Leon is... Just here for support, he's basically. Here, he's here for moral support. and you know, <laughs> he's a, You make a good producer. You keep people focused. Yeah, no, definitely. 
Um, so today we're uh, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. We're just gonna we're just gonna go through it, and uh, you know we've been recording for half an hour so far. So um, are we talking about um, select your character? There's a there's there's the reboot, the status of reboots in the industry, mm-hmm. in all industries. In, I mean, in all uh, creative entertainment industries. Um, there's um, there's turning stuff that we like that will never have a game made out of it, but could make a really good game. Um, or already has made a game and it's just shit. Right, yeah. How to make a good game out of stuff that... We like. That we like, yeah. From different forms of media. Yeah, whether it's books, movies, or whatever. Stuff that doesn't have a game already that could or has a game, but that sucks because no one knows how to make a game out of it. Um, or we can talk about how to make a good movie out of games we like, because no one's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, like Hitman. They they've just, tried so many times. They've tried twice. <laughs> yeah. Which that's is, a that, lot that's, too, that's way too many times. <laughs> you've you've tried twice. Times. And it's actually pretty simple to make a good Hitman movie, and you've somehow failed twice. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, they, they, they keep making good movies, and they just like, no, reboot it again. <laughs> oh man well they have to because with Spider-Man they keep getting actors that are like past their prime essentially and they're good for one like two more movies and it's like oh they're 40 and it's like you know <laughs> they yeah. were 20 when they signed on I swear <laughs> well they looked like it they looked like it then like the how old is Andrew Garfield he's like 35 fuck really yeah and he's playing a high school student Jesus you know he's got that that high pitched voice so He's got that forever young looking now, face. Man. What's what's your name? Um Emma Emma Stone. Stone. I wanted to say Emma Watson so bad. Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone uh <laughs> is she actually is like high school age. She's like 20. Yeah. Yeah, and so she actually was No, she's more around our age. No. I think. No way. She's not younger than us. She is. Look it up right now. I'm going to look it up right now. I know, I think, I know I've looked this up before. Well, I, I don't, I don't believe Emma Stone is any older than... If she's 22, I would be surprised. I will not be surprised if she is younger than us. Let's say that. Well, okay. Well, I know she is. But I'm pretty sure she's 88. See? 88. She's what? around our age. Well, what the hell? I mean, look at that. She looks 28. Oh, okay. <laughs> I th- sw- swear in my life. Who was I thinking of? Am I thinking of someone else then? I might uh. be thinking like Selena Gomez or something. I, I'm, I, I'm not saying I confused Emma Stone with Selena Gomez, but maybe it was just in a, when she did Superbad, I think she was really young. She was hot in Superbad, man. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I guess I never. I didn't think she would age after Superbad. I thought she would just stay eighteen forever. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, Easy A was a funny movie. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Anyway, so, all right. So nobody's. Is Ben Stiller short, or is she just wearing really tall heels? Ben Stiller might be short. I don't know. Ben Stiller's got prostate cancer. Oh no! Yeah. That poor guy. How did that happen? <laughs> It's some sort of cancer. I think it's prostate cancer. All the steroids. But yeah, he's got some sort of cancer. That poor guy, he'll, he'll get through it. He's got money, I guess. Um, anyway. Um, totally off topic. Anyway. Um, yeah, what the hell? What the hell? Reboots. So we got reboots. Uh, movies into games. Games into movies. Um, Move, movies are... That's weird. There's no 
easy way to say that. I guess we'll just say movies into games because it, it doesn't have to necessarily be a movie. I just call it media. Media into Fine. games. I, it sounds Fine. stupid, but it, it's Fine. appropriate. Game version. Let's call it that. Make a game version of it. Yeah. Game fi- Gamification. Gamification. Yeah. Well, gamification is a different study, but whatever. Uh, gamify. So gamification, okay. like in China... Mm-hmm. Did I show you that video where they're in China? They're like having like you can be a good communist and get points with your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's horrifying. Is that that's what gamification is? Yeah, like turning turning like things that that aren't games into games. Which that I, could be, I, I that guess that's what it is. It's gamification. Work. Yeah, it's it's just a very different, or, vastly different no. form of gamification. Yeah, it's making a game out of something that couldn't be or should dang that i don't know because like classrooms you can Mm -hmm. you can like there's there's this whole movement of people trying to gamify the classroom and turning school into a game like you know with with levels and points and stuff um china's doing it with with communism they're turning communism into a game um not just communism, but like fascism. It's it's crazy. Um, I guess we'll call it gamification. Yeah, I think that's the perfect word for it, actually. The application of typical elements of gameplay to other areas of activity. So yeah. it isn't technically gamification, but... It, it kind of is. What other... That's the best word for it right now. Yeah, We're going to have to change the definition. It. We're going to have to... It has to be inclusive something. It has to be more inclusive to shit. Yeah. So we're going to gamify movies and books or meet the other forms of media. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. What's the opposite, though? What's anti-gamification? I guess that's... Movification? Movification? Movification. <laughs> What if what if the best thing about it? I mean, what if the best thing to do would filmification would, would, wouldn't be a movie? What if it's like a show or, or a, a comic TV show? Book? That's what I was even saying. Yeah, is like we we should what games would be best as a should it be a movie, a TV show, or a comic book, and why? And what would make it good? That's a good that's a good idea. Uh, you're the idea guy. That's the you're mm-hmm. you're an idea guy. Mm-hmm. Gamification. The opposite of gamification would be anti gamification. Mm-hmm. So ungamification. <laughs> yeah, we have to ungame it. <laughs> we have to. How do we ungame it? Hitman? <laughs> I so, don't know. Yeah, that's. I, I think you had some good ideas for that. Like, yeah. How to ungame Hitman? Mm-hmm. What uh, you know? How would you make a, a Hitman movie? I honestly don't remember what I said. It's well, then we're ago, screwed. Let's start. We're over. screwed. Let me just. It's over. Let me rethink. Let me you know start from scratch. I guess. Well, you want to start with gamification first. Did you have some ideas for? Yeah, there's that Dexter game. I told oh right, about. yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, let's hear the idea for that, so I can shoot it the hell down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I was interested in that. So um, yeah, you wanted to make Dexter into a game. Yeah, how, how would you? I did. Now, I, now I reminded you when you when you brought it up to me. Um, Facebook had a Dexter game actually, and yeah, I looked it up. I researched it. And yeah, I want it to be. And it wasn't a bad... What the hell? Is this guy trick-or-treating for graphics cards? Is that Deadpool? 
No, that's obviously Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it from here. No, yeah, it's Deadpool. Um, you need glasses. Um, you just sit in this chair and see if you can see that tiny three by two inch screen. Here, I'll just make it smaller. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, I did look at it, and it, and it would be, but that game is like super old and super limited. I wanted it to be an actual blockbuster game. Didn't it play like Hitman though? I did never. I didn't look that much mm. into it, but it reminded me of Hitman for sure. Well. You know, here, here's here's the thing. Like, you know, I, I but it wonder... looked like the first Hitman video game, yeah, yeah. graphics wise. Um, well, it was a Facebook game, so yeah. And you're like, you know, you keep running over the cord. Um, damn. Um, what, what was I going to say? So, if you, well, let me explain the game while you think about what you were going to say. I know what I was going to say, but go ahead. Well, go, well, what were you going to say? So, if you're going to put an idea out there, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure it's it can be done. No, I know. Yeah, because like a blockbuster game, what do you mean by blockbuster? Like AAA quality? Because that's like, you know, if it's if we're looking at, uh, if, or if you're thinking of like a, a PS4 and Xbox One release, mm-hmm. you, that's like a $40 million investment. So... You, you know, want to limit our budget to $40 I don't, million? I don't know. I'm, that's a lot, uh, in my opinion. Because I don't really... I mean, all the, game, all the games that I want to make, I know that I can, they can be done for less than a AAA budget. Because I, mm. okay. I actually think games... Persona 5 is, is proof of that. So I'm playing Persona 5 right now. Persona 5 has the worst graphics I've ever seen for a PS4 game. There is nothing... No, nothing in the game justifies it, it being on the PS4. It's not using... It's the hardware to the full extent of its capabilities. But anything that knows, but anybody that knows anything about Persona is you don't play it for that. You don't. Yeah, that's the thing. But <laughs> but it's not just that. It's like you know the fact that the qua- the, gra- the the quaffics. I said the quaffics. The quaffics. The quaffics qua- <laughs> <laughs> are so low quality. Um, the the low fidelity quaffics are they actually work in the game's favor? Because mm. I was also playing. Um, uh, John Woo's Stranglehold, um, which was released in 2009, I think. And it's a PS3 game. I'm playing it on PC. The graphics aren't, you know, there's, there's not a lot of the bells and whistles that we see in games these days, like Tessellation and, 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 and uh, um, ambient occlusion and, and things like that. But the game runs so efficiently. There's no, there are no hiccups, like, where the, your graphics card has to process, mm-hmm. you know, things, and, and, and you wait for it to show up on screen. Because when I play Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided, I'll throw a grenade, enemies will go flying, and then I'll see the explosion. You know, does that happen to you? No. That doesn't that happen? I, see. I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever th- thrown a grenade, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, a lot of games these days... I'll play and like like. But I get I get your meaning. Yeah, events will happen and then they'll show up on screen because there's so much that there's so many systems that have to be processed before that can actually be sent to to the graphics card to be displayed. And so I'm playing all these games, you know, uh, this generation, and like all especially with explosions because of all the the havoc physics that has to go down. You know, I'll see the physics will, will will start first, and then I'll see the, the explosion. But when I play Stranglehold um, or Persona, like 
everything's just more snappy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 like there's no there are no hiccups. Um, and so something that I strive to do when I'm coming up with an idea is that I I don't want it. I actually don't want it to to look like Crisis Three or um, or Battlefield Four. You know, like I actually think it's a good idea to dial the graphics back just a little bit because I think we've we've actually I think the games industry has actually it's actually ahead of its time. Does that, if that makes sense? It's it's getting ahead of itself. Or yeah, it's trying to. Yeah, the graphics are are actually. I don't think we actually have the means to, or most people anyway, most people don't have the means to... People are fucking demanding, man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> graphics keep... We want graphics and we want them now. I think, yeah, graphics might have pro- progressed too too quickly, I think. And we're, we still don't have the, the hardware to, uh, to, to actually display the graphics that people are, are, mm-hmm. are expecting. And for, so Persona, you know, it's, it's Persona 5... You know, like little tiny levels. Nothing in that game, nothing is being loaded, but everything runs so efficiently. So that's why I like games like Hitman, especially. I'm I'm really liking the newer Hitman, the episodic right. one. Yeah, because it's episodic, and yeah. they're and and they get to like every episode's like five gigs. Right, and and it's just this small enclosed space. Right, so it's not an entire open world. Witcher Three, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's... Uh, Witcher Three was another one of those games. Yeah, like um, a lot of glitches in the combat, mm-hmm. where you know you you'd slice at like a, um, a, a Andrega the spider thing, and it would like it would like it would it would fall apart, you know, like with the the gore model would cause body parts to fly off, but like in a weird way, and and it wasn't like you're it just wasn't. It takes you out of the experience because you know it's it has to process so many things. But I remember I played the demo for the new Hitman, and and, uh, and if I remember, um, the graphics for that game aren't like out of this world. Yeah, exactly. But they're as good as they need to be. Yeah, they're exactly. <laughs> they're as good as they need to be, and everything in that game works. Yeah. So, you know, I think we actually, and that's why I kind of like having. I think. Um, uh, the Dexter game will be similar. That's what I think the Dexter game will be similar to Hitman in. Okay. But gameplay will be similar but different. Okay. Um, mostly different. Like, it, it'll... You'll have, um, you know... Um, Dexter is kind of like your... Is kind of like Agent 47. Yeah. Mannerism in, in, in ways that he's, you know, doesn't feel emotions. Okay, so. right. <laughs> So in that sense, you'll you'll feel similar in that way. But I just needed some sort of model to go for the Dexter game to start with. You know what I mean? And yeah. So it'll be it'll be like that in that sense where the where it could even be episodic because right. it'll go along with the TV show in that yeah. sense. Um, and and um, the areas will be in, enclosed like mm-hmm. Hitman. Yeah. That way it'll allow for better processing. And um, graphics don't have to be fucking insane. Yeah. Um, Man, Witcher 3. Such a beautiful game. Such a beautiful game. But there's so much going on. So much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the, like, the different... The, oh, man, like, the, 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 the textures. 
And you could you could turn down the graphics, I guess. You mm-hmm. could play on low settings, but what's the point of that? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Why would you? Oh man, it's, it's hard to explain what um, what I'm trying to describe. But there are a lot of times in in a lot of games these days where like the graphics are are so good, but when when a lot of stuff it's taking hap- up all the processing. Power. Yeah, when a lot of stuff happens on screen, it stuff gets weird. Yeah, like explosions happen after people start flying or or like or a head will fly off you know no, i've definitely and experienced then like that. reattach itself and or like or fly fly off at a weird angle and i've definitely experienced that in different, yeah in multiple games um but with the dexter game i feel like it will um i'm trying to think is how i would want it to play is like i definitely would want that um that aspect of the TV show where he uh, learns more about the person he's trying to kill before he kills them, right? Because that right. would be an essential part of the game. Essential part of the game, definitely. Because that well, that is the game is getting is learning more about him and catching him. Because the rewarding aspect at the end of every episode is catching the dude and killing him. Because right. and killing him is like the is kind of like in Hitman. It's like the last thing you do before the game ends. You know what I mean? Right. You kill him and you're on, and and that's the end of the episode. So you're saying that the game, the most, the majority of the game is actually gathering intel, mm-hmm. and then and then the the actual execution of the plan is you know is is like maybe ten percent of the experience. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, well, that's basically how the episodes are. Right, yeah. That's basically how the TV show is. It it's definitely like, is. As a majority of the show is just you, him, trying to catch the guy. And when he, once he catches the guy, he kills him and Not throws, even him, that. In, no, throws it, him away. It's just, it's just like you said, he throws him away. In, in, the, in the, the ocean, or the river, with the, in the Miami harbor with his, with his dad's boat. Yeah. But, um, um, no, it's, it's just like you said, like, you know, catching the guy and actually, cause you also have to set up the kill room, mm-hmm. uh, and you have to, you know, pick a location for that. So that's a, that's an optional thing. I think is, uh, do you really want to get that far into detail where he have to like do quick time events for him to set up the kill room? <laughs> Dang. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, cause they wouldn't have to be like quick time events, but no. But I think you know, like picking a location that def, def, definitely that's their strategy there. Definitely um, picking a location. Like is here's a an really abandoned warehouse, idea. but across really the street is like a nightclub. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that's good. You know, the, the the noise from the club might, you know, hide any noise or. But maybe you know, there's also like a lot of witnesses. See, that's a really good idea. Potential like, witnesses there. Yeah, um, but um, you know, there's that. And, but actually, like killing the guy, I mean, catching the guy and mm-hmm. and taking him out. It's That's, definitely more of a drama game rather than an action game. <laughs> even even hunting the guy and actually like following it, uh, following her or the girl if it's like an asshole chick or mm-hmm. that Dexter just has to murder. Um, <laughs> you know, even like even like tailing them and to to where they're gonna be or like you know hiding out and and actually capturing them. I I that wasn't a big part of the episode either. Mm-hmm. It was more like, I mean, most of it was doing the research to see like you know does this. Does Dexter feel that this person definitely has to has, to has to go? Yeah.